0: But you cannot afford. I'm taking the card. I'm not keeping score. I'm running it up like I'm robbing the store. I put a spell on all of you hoes. Sealed with a kiss from Marie Laveau. I woke up the dead and all of them rose. We party till dawn. They came to my shows. You can fight back. Twist that light. That you can fight back. Twist that light. That. I'm a spooky. i yeah. yeah. I'm a spooky bitch. Closet, look like Halloween. Shit. Creeping in the cryptic stupid lid. And if I die, I'll
1: in a fashion overfit. I'm a spooky bitch. Closet, look like Halloween. And hey, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Baz, and you're watching The Jay Baz Show Music and Entertainment at its finest. Joining us today, we got an artist from San Antonio, Texas. Before we get you there, make sure you follow us on all the social media pages at The J-Bass Show. Check out the website, thejbassshow.com. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, hit the subscribe button, rate the podcast, share the podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Let's get right into this. As I said, joining us from San Antonio, Texas. The Alien Bay. Welcome to the show. Hello,
2: hello. Thank you for having me.
1: So, we were just talking, so it, it'll be kind of weird to ask you how you doing. We just talked, uh, we were just talking before the uh, the interview got started. Um, but, but, you know, like I did tell you all there, uh, we're pretty excited about, about this interview. Uh, you're actually the first artist from San Antonio that we get to uh, to have on the show uh, for whatever uh, we've had Dallas, Houston and you know Midland and all everything but we haven't really touched the San Antonio market as we should
2: no pressure nope, no pressure <laughs>
1: <laughs> no pressure at all but um, so like I said I know you're from San Antonio, Texas is that where you are originally from or, or is that where you've been uh, living here the last couple of years?
2: yeah I've lived here the past um, I want to say maybe maybe like Seven, eight years, and um, I'm actually from a small town, like an hour away. It's called Hondo. It's like Hondo
1: the- oh, okay. All right. Um, gr- you know, growing up, is hip hop something you've always been into, or what kind of music did you grow up on?
2: Literally all kinds of shit. I know everybody says that, but like, yeah, um, hip hop. Obviously, like whatever was just on like the two main radio stations. You know, when I was really little, so. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was just a mix of everything. My parents were into like rock, so I got a bunch of rock from them and yeah, it was all over the place. My music style tastes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, um, as far as getting into, uh, into the music industry, how, how long have you been making music?
2: I have actually been, um, the first song I officially recorded and released was, um, 2016, but, um, I had been recording since before that I was in the studio kind of just, uh, recording covers and things like that, just, um, here and there. And I did a couple of original songs, but they never made it out, I yeah. guess. So it's been a few years I've been, um, I've been recording with the same people, um, under the same kind of. Management, family. Um, even before they became management, we were just tight um, for over ten years now. Over ten years. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's it got to be pretty comfortable to be working with the same people, knowing how they work and, and things like that, knowing the support system. Basically, um, how exactly did you get into the industry?
2: Um. Actually. Okay. So the my manager Jackie. Um, she's actually my uh my cousin, but we didn't like grow up together or anything. There's a big age gap. She's more like my mom's age. And um, I actually met her husband first because um, my dad knew him. So I was about 16. Um, I think I had just turned 16 and I've always been into singing. I've always been um, into music. So when I was 16, my dad was like, hey, get in the car, I'm taking you to my homeboy's house, JD, he has a studio, you're gonna go record a song, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? And, um, so basically, I went over there, and um, he introduced me to his homeboy, JD, and um, I recorded a cover of Bleeding Love by Leonie, Leona Lewis, and, um, honestly, from there, I just like, kind of never left, like I said, I, I did, um, a cover CD. It was like, uh, five covers that I recorded there with JD. And then, um, it just escalated from there. I started writing original stuff and I, to this day, I still record with JD. So
1: speaking of, of your singing, um, I was just telling you how, you know, there's a song, we'll talk about it here in a second, but y- you have a really nice voice for, for, for singing. Uh, before you were the alien babe, you used to go by Laura D. Um, mm-hmm what's the difference in style between Laura D and the alien babe?
2: It's a huge difference in my eyes. Um, Laura D was kind of, I have four singles under Laura D out and, um, they were kind of all over the place genre wise, which I couldn't, I couldn't really pin, you know, like find it. So they all sound very different from each other, I think. But, um, the, I, I love all the songs on there that are under Laura D, right? They're all very personal, very close to me. And I, and I love them. But for me, it just wasn't, um, they weren't what I would like listen to. Like the, the stuff that I listened to in my, you know, like just my playlists and stuff was nothing like the music that I was creating. And I, I think I kind of, um, was playing it safe for a while, um, mostly because like especially when the first single came out which was White Line I had literally just had my son so I was I think I was kind of more in the mindset that I needed to be you know like my son's gonna hear this one day like yeah. I, I want I, I don't want to be like disrespectful or anything and um, I, was, I was playing it really safe and then also like my grandparents they're like super proud of me when I started recording music like releasing music and it was on like itunes and they're like oh my god <laughs> so i think i just kind of didn't want to make any music that they wouldn't be proud of or yeah. you know and then um after a while i just said like fuck it pretty much and i, I just really wanted to make music that i 100 percent would like bump you know like yeah. it, it's the type of music that i'm listening to at the moment it's more fun I'm, uh, I'm not that i'm not taking it seriously but the the lyrics content wise it's not as you know like deep like the other songs they wrote under Laura D were all very like about raw like topics and yeah,
1: yeah they all sound like they had a real deep meaning to them
2: definitely and um the alien babe is just Turning up and having fun. And I, I feel like I'm not getting not getting any younger. So if I'm gonna, you know, make something that I can like twerk to, <laughs> I might as well do it now.
1: <laughs> Better do it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so whenever you were um Laura D, there was a song that, that really caught our attention, you know, when we were introduced to your music and and it's something that we wanted to talk about to get the backstory of it. Um, there's a song called, um, I'm so used to talking in Spanish. So when I think of it, I think of Abigail, 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 right? So, um, talk to us about that song. Uh, what is this, is this song like a personal thing that that you were going through and, and how exactly did you come about the idea of putting this song together?
2: So Abigail is actually my little sister and I love her to death. She's practically my best friend. And, um, she'd been going through, just going through it for a, a couple months already. Like she was, um, just really depressed, um, like to the point where like, you know, she wouldn't come out of her room. She was just sleeping all day, like wasn't eating. Like she was not herself at all. Cause she's like, she's a very bubbly, like happy person. And it just, you know, it kills me to see her like that. Yeah. And um, this one night in particular, um, she had texted me, and she still lived in Hondo, so an hour away. And it must have been, like, three in the morning. And she had texted me some, like, really scary stuff, like, you know, like, just what was going through her head. Yeah. And I just... I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, an hour away from her. It's three in the morning. I can't like, you know, just run and see her. It's really not that far, but, um, I just didn't know what to do at the moment to console her. And I just felt like so bad. And I, same night, I just, um, I didn't even really plan it. I was just um, playing with my guitar. And I, it was actually, the second song I ever wrote with my guitar. And um, I just recorded this song for her, like just on my phone, a video, and I sent it to her. And um, she just texted me back. She was like crying and like, oh my God, I love it. Like, thank you so much. And honestly, I think it did help her. Um, And I know now, like whenever she gets into these like funks, she'll put it on. And, um, I think it was like a week later that, um, I had posted it to Facebook, the video of me singing it. And, um, I just had like a huge, like overwhelming response to the song of people that were like, they were messaging me like, Oh my God, this song helped me so much. Like, thank you so much for writing this. And are you ever going to record it? Like release it? And I didn't plan on doing it at first because to me it was really like I, I struggled with posting it on Facebook even because to me it was just like for my sister. Yeah. And, um, I just had people, people kept messaging me and asking me if it was going to be, um, recorded. And I ended up asking her if it was okay with her that I record it and release it. And, what she said was if it can help somebody else, the way that it helped me, then definitely like people need to hear it. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I came about releasing that one.
1: So, so a, cu- a couple of things, you know, um, that, that caught my attention first, uh, the guitar. So you play the guitar as well?
2: A little, a little bit. Yeah. That's not actually me on the, on the track. Um, on the track is actually Dan, Dirty Dan Sanchez. But, um, yeah, I do. I, I, um, just a little bit. (laughs) Any, any other instruments that that, that you play? No. Um, When I was younger, I I was actually okay at playing the keyboard and I would just play by ear because to this day I really can't read music. Like it took me, I I was surprised at how I caught on with reading the guitar because this was new. This is like, the past like year and a half maybe that I started learning the guitar.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, now one of the, uh, the, the comments that, that that you made as far as, uh, the song, you said your sister said if it can help other people. Um, one of the reasons that I like the song, I kind of felt like, you know, you were talking about like somebody in, in, in dealing with depression. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that, that it really caught my attention just because it's cool to hear music that has, um, how do I say like a stronger meaning music that will affect other people in, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, and then not to mention your voice was amazing on there. Um, it was just very well put. How does it feel to know that you can make that kind of music to, to help people get through through times, not just your sister, but like you said, there was people hitting you up on Facebook. How does it feel as an artist to get, that sort of compliment that that you're helping people deal through hard times that they're dealing with in, you know, in their life.
2: That's the best. That's like, that's the best part of what I do for me. Like, aside from actually being on the stage and performing, I think it's those moments that just really keep me going. Like, I, I had so many people with that song tell me, you know, like this, this song has helped me so much. And then, um, also my um i have another song rainbow baby um rainbow people baby. with that one have reached out to me like from all over the world pr- pretty much too and it's it's a really like awesome feeling knowing that it can touch people this deeply you know
1: so with those you know for example those songs that that you know it, it helps people deal with what they're going through it ha- has a real good meaning behind them how hard was it to change your style to say or, or better yet, before we get to that question, how did this idea of, of making the transition to the alien baby come about?
2: So, uh, if, if you look up Laura D on iTunes or whatever, part of it is because there is already another Laura D, and sometimes our music gets mixed up. Like, my music will be under that catalog okay. and then hers will be under mine. And then um, also... All the basic, like, easy-to-remember Laura D. handles were, like, taken on social media and stuff. Uh And um, so it just started with my Instagram name. That was The Alien Babe was my Instagram name um, in the beginning. Like, I was still going by Laura D., but my Instagram was The Alien Babe because Laura D. was taken. And The Alien Babe, because I'm, like, really into aliens, I'm kind of obsessed. I have a lot of, you know, like, real-life abduction books and stuff. And um, so, yeah, I just randomly went with the Alien Babe. And then I would go to shows and like see other people that are like in the music industry, or whatever. And they'd be like, oh shit, it's the Alien Babe. <laughs> it's the alien Babe coming through. And eventually it was just what people like remembered more than Laura D. And at the same time was when I was wanting to transition into like a different genre kind of. And. I didn't wanna. I didn't feel like both the Alien Babes music and Laura D's music could be on the same like.
1: They can't coexist. Yeah, like that
2: same <laughs> library because they're just so different. And I also didn't wanna get rid of the old songs. I wanted to keep them. Yeah. You know, keep them alive, keep them going, but under my old name or my real name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's talk about aliens, right? Quick. So, so you you say you're you're big into aliens. Uh, I see you got a little uh, a lot of cool looking tattoos. Do you have any alien tattoos?
2: My only alien tattoo actually is this little one right here.
1: Any tattoos with meaning, like that? That was like a personal.
2: Oh, I have a lot of personal. A lot of those. Yeah, like this. Um, this right here is my grandma, my great grandma who passed. Um, this right here is. Uh, the baby that I lost, um, who I actually wrote uh, Rainbow yeah, Baby. Rainbow Baby. Yeah, um, because of. And um, this pumpkin is for my mom. This right here is for my cousin, uh, Buki, who passed away. Um, yeah, a lot of them have a really deep meaning, and a lot of them I just like the way they look. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: so now let's, let's talk about aliens real quick, because this is something that I try to get into, but. Just some recommendations for the listeners and for myself, selfishly. Anytime I try to look up like documentaries or anything about aliens on Netflix or something, they all sound kind of too hard to believe.
2: What They're is it pretty, about? Yeah, Netflix is very corny. Like, well, any any show you find, I feel like is going to be corny to a certain level. Um, but the the reason why I got so into it was because um, I hadn't read a book since like high school right and this was like five years ago maybe that um i went to this bookstore and i found this book called reaching for reality and have you ever seen that movie the fourth kind no i haven't okay so this book the, the The description of this book I read it, and I was like there's no way this like this is real because this it was like literally the plot to the fourth kind, so it's like there's a therapist who has multiple patients that are giving her kind of like the same story like they're having trouble when they sleep like this and that, and so this book um this therapist was actually from. I don't remember where she was from, but I know all of the cases and all of the patients or whatever were all from a, within a 200 mile radius of San Antonio. So they were all like local people and um, it was just crazy. Like each chapter was a person's different um, story. Right. And then towards the end, two of those people had their own chapter together because this therapist realized that they had both, they were from opposite sides of the 200 miles and um, they never met, they didn't know each other, but they both described being abducted and seeing the same surroundings and even people. Like, like this one girl was like, yeah, there was a woman in like red plaid pajamas or something. And that was that woman. So she gave them their own chapter together because they were actually abducted together in the same UFO. So that book, yeah, and there was like specific the. Um, there's a road in between here and Hondo, uh, one seventy three. And my cousin lives on that road, and she sees crazy shit in the sky all the fucking time. She'll call me and be like, "Bitch, I just <laughs> fucking." Like and. I'm always so jealous. I'm like, man, why can't I see those fucking lights? I wanna see it <laughs> But she's always seeing crazy stuff out there, and that road was actually in the book, like somebody had ex- experienced something. There. Well, what's the name of the book again? Reaching for reality.
1: Selfishly, this is this was about me. <laughs> I'll write this down. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so So the Alien Alien Babe transition, how did your following that you had when you were Laura D, how did they adjust to, to the transition from Laura D to the Alien Babe?
2: Um, for the most part, I think fine, but I also think they're kind of still adjusting because I only have one song released right now under the Alien Babe. So, um... Yeah, like when that one came out, people were lost. Like, well, what the hell? Like, where's your song? I can't find it. And I'm like, it's not under, you know, what you already have. They yeah. the a whole nother name. Um, but as far as, it's definitely a different audience because um, before, like, I had a lot of, like, older people into my music. Like I said, it's all, like, very deep meaning stuff, you know, and um, I had a lot of older people into it and I think now like <laughs> the same older people that were into that are not going to be into yeah. prophecy on the moon with the alien. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a transition for sure Uh
1: so so the, the song that you're referring to is Brujeria? That's the one that's currently out under Alien Babe, correct? Yes um, Brujeria, being that the Alien Babe, how come your first song wasn't an alien related song? Well
2: What had happened was, the first song I I wrote and recorded as the alien babe was actually called UFO. And that's my next one, um, dropping. Um, what had happened was it was right before Halloween. So I just felt like brujeria was going to be a good, and I was supposed to have a video and everything and shit just didn't work out. Even the release was like, I think it was like a couple days late. It was, it, I was trying to release it before Halloween. And it ended up coming out after Halloween. Uh, and yeah, so it was like a whole mess. But basically, that's the only reason why we went with that one first. And um, yeah, so the, the next one is going to be UFO. And it's kind of alien related. <laughs> alien related. <laughs> so um, we,
1: I, I was talking to, to your manager. And, and there's a, a single that you guys have, an uh, unreleased single. Uh, with Cap G. Talk to us about that single. Um, what, what can we expect, you know, when, when we hear it and and just what can people expect with the whole Alien Babe and Cab G collaboration?
2: That song. That's a, I think that song is going to be wild. Like, I, well, I know the, the song itself is wild, but <laughs> I just feel like it, it, it'll it get a good reaction. Um, mm. My producer, uh, Clef, He's a goddamn wizard. Like, I don't know how he does this shit. Like, I just actually wrote Rocket, uh, yeah, it's called Rocket Raccoon. I actually wrote it while I was in the studio, while Ryan was, um, Clef was making the beat. Like, I kind of went in and was like, I, I don't really have anything ready. Like, I'm just blank, but give me like a badass beat, you know, like just fucking fuck me up. And I think I had given him, um, what reference was it? Oh, it's a song called Sally Walker by Iggy Azalea. And I had shown him that kind of as a reference because I really fucked with the beat. And um, he was like, all right. So he just starts fucking clicking keys. And before you know it, it was this dope ass beat. And... I started writing about thirty minutes into the session. I, I felt the where it was going and I just started writing. And so the the hook for this song is called or the, the, the hook for the song is poppin' pussy on the moon. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I literally called my mom. Like I'm saying, I used to play it real safe with my music, you know, like yeah. I to be respectful, my grandparents are gonna hear this. I legit like called my mom and I was like, mommy, can I say pussy on my song? <laughs> and she pretty much was like, I mean, yeah, if you have to, like, she just hates that word. Like, <laughs> So I'm like, all right, cool. My mom said yes. And then when I, when I told my grandma and my grandma said, Miha, do what you need to do, mija. You do what you need to do. It was over. So... <laughs> Actually, that line line, um, wasn't even supposed to be the hook. It was like I was writing it, and I was stuck on this one part. I was like, all right, Clef, this is what I have so far. Um, I'm kind of stuck here. I don't know where else to go from here. Just give me a minute. And he's like, all right, well, show me what you have so far. And he was like, that? Say that fucking last part again. So I hit him with the last part again, and he's like, we need to lay this down what you have so far. And, um, I did. And then he did his wizard shit and he just chopped up the last part of what I had saying and made it into a hook. And I didn't even want to touch it after that. I was like, this sounds fucking dope. Like, I don't even, I was like, I can't even write a second verse that like compared to what we have right now. Like, I just yeah. didn't want to fuck it up. And I was like, a feature would be dope. And, um, yeah, we just were shopping around and, came across Cap G and he, he killed that shit. Like I, I didn't give him any, any guidance on what to say with anything. Like we just sent him the track and he just spit flames all over it.
1: <laughs> when can we expect for this track to, to come out?
2: Oh, I would say uh, within the next couple months. Next Two couple months. Of G, yeah. Um, um, I have one coming up uh, ASAP. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the artwork to be done, and then we're gonna upload and and announce it. But as soon as that one's out, um, Rocket Raccoon is coming.
1: <laughs> so, how excited are you about this release? N- not not just because you know it's Cap G, but because it's gonna it's gonna basically put a stamp on the alien babe. You know. Yes. How excited are you about, about this project being released?
2: I'm super, super fucking excited. Like like you said, like not only because it's Cap-G, but because I feel like this, this song kind of like sets the tone for the vibe that the Alien Babe is. And um, like right now, I'm, I've been like so irritated that I only have like one song out because I'm like oh, I'm not just a spooky bitch. Like, (laughs) I need more songs. (laughs) Let's release them. Just give it to them.
1: (laughs) Uh, Obviously, Cab G is is a pretty big name. Um, Besides Cab G, what other artists would you like to work with in the upcoming future?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I've really thought about that. That's a good one. <laughs> I feel like if, I, I would want to collab with like some girls. Like if, the, if if I could collab with like some big name girls, um, I don't know if you know who Abra is. Uh-uh. Abra is another um, alien babe influence kind of was born by listening to Abra, but I would love to collab with her somehow. Abra.
1: Um, as far as San Antonio artists, well, any San Antonio artists in particular you would like to collaborate with, put some music together?
2: Cool. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Baby Boy on that one. I don't know if you know who that is. No idea. But, um, yeah, Baby Boy is... He... He's like the embodiment of... Uh, <laughs> You know, you know how Nicki Minaj had that alter ego Roman. Yeah, I feel, I feel he gives me Roman vibes, but he's just God. I don't know. He when he performs, it's like it's always like a show, show. Like like you ain't never just gonna stand around and watch this dude perform. Like <laughs> like he's just all over the place. Like he's dancing and he's electric. Um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of performing.
1: Uh, have you performed under Alien Babe yet? Yes, I have. What I was have. the difference in... Because I'm, I'm sure it was a different vibe performing your deep songs as Laura D and then here comes Alien Babe. What was the difference in performing as the Alien Babe and performing as, as as Laura D?
2: Performing as the Alien Babe is so much more fun. Like, Like, I get to, like, you know, let loose. I get to dance. I get to, like, twerk just because, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah and and I feel like it's um like I love singing on stage. I actually singing, you know, with with like my old songs and I with with Lord D when I would perform under Lord D, like I just felt I I did feel like a connection with the audience. Like people would make like direct eye contact with me and like, Oh man, like the song is dope and you know, just I could see that like gaze.
0: But
2: with the Alien Babe, it's like that on a different level. Like it's people that are actually like people are dancing with me and like getting hype, and it's cool to see that that I can make like you know people like turn up like that. I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> being that that you know like like I told in the beginning of the interview, I feel like you're very talented when, when you were doing music with, with Lord Laura, uh, Laura D, and and now that you know you're capable of doing Alien Babe music, um, is there any chance that We'll eventually get projects from you, but one project as Alien Babe, and then months later, we'll get a Laura D. project as well. Or is Laura D. just completely out of the picture, and it's mainly the Alien Babe?
2: Um, no, I think I definitely would uh, add some more to the Laura D. catalog. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, I know you mentioned you had—what's the name of the track with Cap-G again? Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. So that's, that's going to be your your, your uh, project. You say you're going to release that in the next couple of months. Any other upcoming projects, music videos, anything else we should be on the lookout for?
2: Um, yes, I'm actually going to release UFO um, probably within this month um, before the month of May is over. And I'm also going to be dropping a music video for that soon after. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Um, let's talk about UFO. Obviously, that's alien-related that's going to be your, your first, (laughs) uh, talk to us about that, that track. Um, obviously it's the the title UFO, but what can we expect when, when, when that video and
2: that single drops? Um, I feel like the video, um, the song is dope and it's one thing, but I feel like the video is, is kind of gonna, like, people aren't going to expect like, Oh, is that what it's about? Like, like the song, um, is the hook is cruising through space in my UFO. So check me out. Um, how does it go? How does it go? No, I'm just kidding. Um, lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I did. But the the song basically is about like, in so many words that you know the world is kind of like fucked up right now. You know, crazy shit's been happening, and basically in the song. I'm just saying, like, this shit is getting crazy. Like, I got the keys to the UFO. Like, let's dip. Like, let's just let's get the, the hell out of, out. of here. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like I got the keys. I got the weed. Let's ride. And we're just leaving Earth because it's fucking fucked up, and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we got
1: UFO dropping here in the next uh, in the next month or so. We got a uh, Rocket. Rock, Rocket Raccoon, that's like a tongue twister to me for some reason, (laughs) Uh, with Cab G dropping as well. Um, Before we let you go, where can people find you in social media?
2: Social media, I am the Alien Babe official on Instagram, Uh, the Alien Babe on Twitter and Facebook, and um, can find my music on everything, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, even YouTube, whatever.
1: We'll be sure to put all those links on the description of the podcast and on the description of the video as well. Uh, any last minute shout outs? Any shout outs you want you want to give out to your to your fans to your family?
2: Yes. Um, shout out to my team, sixteen oh one. They've just been they've been really working this year, twenty twenty. They've been grinding, getting shit done for us. So, shout out to sixteen oh one.
1: Shout out to 1601, Shouts out to Jacqueline uh, Once again, Alien Bay We appreciate you making time for us We appreciate you you know, coming on the show for us And um, we're really looking forward to the upcoming projects Again, we, we love the Laura Deep projects And we can't wait to hear All of the Alien Bay projects as well And uh, once again The Alien Bay, follow her on all the social media pages On Instagram, Twitter Those links will be on the description of the podcast We'll link her YouTube page as well And from San Antonio, Texas All the way to Houston, Texas. The Alien Babe, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you. I can see.